Hello, my name is Gina Herman, and I'm a professor of Spanish and Judaic Studies at the University of Oregon. I teach Spanish courses at the 300 and 400 levels, and my main teaching and research interests involve the relationship between literature and tyrannical or repressive governments or regimes in Spain and Latin America. I teach courses on literature and tyranny, genocide, and comparative fascisms. Today I want to talk to you about a very important monument in Spain. In Spanish it's called El Valle de los Caídos, or the Valley of the Fallen. And this is perhaps Spain's most important and controversial monument. Between 1936 and 1939, Spain fought a very bloody and tragic civil war. In this civil war, a conglomeration of right-wing forces, including the military, led by a general named Francisco Franco, oligarchs, the Catholic Church, and wealthy owners of industry banded together to resist the legally elected and quite progressive Spanish Republican government. Now, for students in the United States, the terminology Republican may be confusing. In the context of Spain, the nationalists or phalangists, or rebels, those terms refer to the right-wing groups that rose up against this legally elected government, the Second Spanish Republic. The word republic refers to a representative form of democracy. When General Franco and his army attempted to take over the country in a military coup in 1936, Republicans, Socialists, Democrats, Anarchists, Labor Unionists formed a resistance. They armed themselves with what they could find. They sometimes would storm armories in order to arm themselves, and they fought back. Many think of the Spanish Civil War as the very first fight against fascism in Europe. And indeed, those tens of thousands of people who came from all over the world to volunteer to fight against Franco and defend Spanish democracy were often accused of being premature anti-fascists. No sooner did the Spanish Civil War end then Hitler invaded Poland and the Second World War began. Now, Franco decided that he wanted to create a towering monument that also served as a mausoleum and burial site in his honor, as well as an honor of the dead of the war. This Valle de los Caídos, outside of Madrid, is very imposing and a very beautiful landscaped 
area with chaparral and green trees. And this monument was largely constructed with the slave labor of those who had died. The Spanish defeated, that is the Republicans, were put to slave labor in building this monument. Take a moment to pull up a photograph of the Valley of the Fallen online so that as I'm talking about the history of the monument, you have some understanding about its grandeur and just how pretentious a structure it is. The Valley of the Fallen is both a monument and a gigantic mausoleum that Franco the dictator, the victor, the fascist victor of the Spanish Civil War, had designed to internally enshrine his victory in that civil war. The site is also the burial place of the leader of the Spanish phalangist party. Phalangist is the word used to describe Spanish fascism. And the site also contains the remains of some 35,000 civilians and soldiers, some of them who died in the slave labor building the monument and others who had died during the Spanish Civil War. Many of those who rest at the Valley of the Fallen were actually Republicans or left-wing fighters executed by the Franco regime, and then transferred to the site on his orders. So something very important happened recently regarding this mausoleum, burial site, mass grave, church, all wrapped into one. And that is a left-wing government, the current socialist government in Spain, decided on August 24th, of last year that the body of Franco would be removed from the Valley of the Fallen and placed in a private cemetery, in an area of that cemetery belonging to the Franco family. Now, important right-wing constituencies in Spain, including the Franco family, which still wields some power, was very resistant to this change. Why did it take so long for a Spanish government to decide to remove the body of a dictator from a sanctuary, from a monument that celebrates and in essence beautifies his rule, his fascist rule? In contrast to the ways we currently understand democratization efforts, the success of Spain's transition to democracy from the time Franco died in 1975 to the installation of the new constitution in 1978 was predicated on the idea that the past is past and no one should try to make amends for nor seek justice for the human rights abuses committed during the Franco regime, especially during its first 20 years. Spain rapidly transitioned from authoritarianism under Franco to democracy. The country integrated into Europe and achieved unprecedented economic prosperity. All of these changes took place 
with no attention paid to the crimes committed and the suffering inflicted by the Franco regime. Still to this day, impunity reigns. That means that none of the men who were responsible for prolonged human rights abuses, both during the Spanish Civil War and during the nearly 40 years of Franco's dictatorship, would ever be brought to justice. This is why it's so remarkable that there was enough political will for Franco's body and his coffin to be removed from the Valley of the Fallen so that that mausoleum monument could now be a place of veneration, not just for people who supported Franco and his regime, but could honor the memory of the very diverse 35,000 people who were laid to rest there. Beyond those people who were scarred by Franco's terror, the context and the meaning of Franco's symbols were forgotten over time. So this is why it is so important that at the turn of the century, and with the rise of a generation that had come to age in a modern European and Spanish regime that is democratic, the rusty statues and plaques that honored the Franco regime and this Franco mausoleum itself started to be looked at with fresh eyes. And many were startled by this kind of spectral anachronism. How could it be that there are still fascist monuments in Europe? A bit before one o'clock in the afternoon of October 24th, 2019, eight pallbearers carefully carried the former dictator's remains out of the Basilica of the Valley of the Fallen and towards a hearse that had been pulled up a short distance further. Peeking out from the, under a brown cloth covering the coffins were two bright orange straps that kept the entire thing together. Just moments earlier, when Franco's tombstone was lifted, it had become clear that 44 years underground had not passed in vain. The coffin had suffered serious water damage. Moments later, Franco's remains arrived at the family plot, a short 20-minute flight from the valley. There, the brown cloth covering the coffin was replaced with a Francoist flag, while a priest issued a homily in which he praised the dictator as a great leader and champion of Catholicism. Now, this, as I've said, is the largest mass grave in all of Spain. And sometimes this idea is lost on people in the left in Spain who have been spending a long time, many years in different associations and left-wing movements trying to find where victims of the Franco regime have been buried in mass graves in other places in the country. I want to talk to you for a minute about why the removal of Franco's remains from the Valley of the Fallen is so important today. 
Right now, Spain is led by a young uh, social democratic leader named Pedro Sanchez. And for him, the, the Valley of the Fallen and the effort to remove Franco's remains presented a welcome opportunity to prove his progressive credentials when he became prime minister in 2018, when he won against the former uh, Partido Popular leader who is long connected to the Francoist legacy. Less than three weeks after taking office, Sanchez said that he was going to remove Franco's body. He said Spain can no longer afford to have symbols that divide the country. He also said that the Valley of the Fallen would now become a memorial for the struggle against fascism and a site of reconciliation. That Franco's controversial exhumation overflowed with symbolism is clear. But what exactly does it symbolize? Think to yourself about the idea of moral shame, that for 44 years, Spain extolled a dictator in a public place. It's very embarrassing. Could other countries like Italy and Germany and Portugal also have monuments still standing of their fascist pasts? Question mark. I invite you to think about this controversy. Today, Franco's exhumation has fanned the flames of a brand new militant Spanish nationalist right-wing group called Vox. And in July 2019, this so-called movement for Spain, or these radical right-wing nationalists, organized a pilgrimage to the Valley of the Fallen to protest the government's plans for the valley. So as you go on reading and thinking about this monument, you might want to ask yourselves, what are the roles of monuments in contemporary politics, particularly at this moment of Black Lives Matters, when Confederate flags are being banned, and our Civil War monuments that represent the original sin of slavery are coming down, what lessons might the Valley of the Fallen hold for us in the United States? Signing off, Professor Gina Herman, and I hope to see you in class.